The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Doing well. Did better today, actually. Wow. Hosting two days in a row. Much better day, too. Good good job out of you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Didn't have as much pressure on me. Derek's not here. Just don't have four eyes on me. Just got just got two. So excited about that. We got a fun show ahead of us. Can go over. I'm not going to tell you guys yet. You guys can, you guys can all, all wait on that. But first, before we get this show rolling, just want to thank everybody for following and watching subscribing to talking halos we really do appreciate it here if you are not subscribed yet on youtube and wherever you can subscribe if you're listening to this on a regular podcast um go ahead and subscribe please we really do appreciate it um thank you to everybody who does again um especially around holiday season that we're on a maybe a tv on a phone maybe in your ear it's kind of cool kind of cool to see that so i just want to thank everybody so much for for following along if you want to continue to follow us on social on any of our social medias twitter instagram and facebook you can do so just look up talking halos you can follow myself on twitter or x at jared underscore tims nate at nate green 34 we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. 
You got this. Adidas. And let's get it rolling. So, Nate, before we get on to what we want to talk about, Angels make a move, a big splash in the free agent market. Shoot. You can't hear, you can't hear it in my voice. Not a huge move, not a huge move, um, but some jokes to jokes to play along with it. Um, Angels sign former Astro. He's bounced around a little bit since then, but former former Astro, as Angels fans know it, excuse me, know him best, Jake Marisnik, to a minor league deal. Now, Nate, these are the type of moves that we like to see. We also like to see the big names, not going to lie, um, but we like to see these minor league moves, especially guys who have been productive in their career. Um, Jake Marisnik is a plus war guy in every single one of his um, seasons, minus his rookie season uh, when he played 40 games. I guess technically it would be – actually, it probably wasn't his rookie season. He only played 40 games. Um, defensive wizard, very good very good defender. Um, was he the guy that made the catch in, in center field uh, during the World Series? Like the crazy catch from I think it's somebody else. I think, I think I'm thinking of somebody else because I would remember the name. If it was Marisnik, it's not Marisnik who made the real nice play. But um, postseason experience, obviously playing with the Astros, has been playing in big games. Minor league deal. I don't know if you have any feeling, any anything you want to say about this type of signing other than we like it. Yeah, how can how can you be upset about it? Honestly, like this is what the Angels were were needing last year. Like they went and got Brett Phillips on a major league deal. Brett Phillips didn't deserve a major league deal. He should have signed a minor league deal just like this. And that's. That's basically what this is. A guy who's going to play really good defense and uh, going to be able to go up and down whatever they need. Um, and not going to be an elite hitter, but he's going to give you professional ABs and be in there for, you know, not a guy who should be starting, you know, two months in a row, but a guy who could play a couple days a week, whatever, um, maybe get Trout off his feet if they have a lead in the, in the late innings and they want to, they want a defensive replace like, like he is a quality piece to have, and I think the biggest thing for for me is he has major league experience and has been productive in the major leagues. Like, how often have the Angels said, "Oh, we're gonna go get depth," and then they go get guys on major league deals that are this type of player, like a Brett Phillips, or they go get minor league guys that have never been in the major leagues. Like insert whoever you want because there are so many of them that it's not even like funny. So I think this is a big one. The Angels still need to do this in the starting pitching. I know I say that a lot, but they still need to do this uh, at least one or two more times in the starting pitching. Would like to see them do this maybe a couple other spots, but this is big uh, for the overall construction of the entire org, not just the big league roster. So I'm excited to see this. Hopefully we see, uh, two starting pitchers like this, maybe another hitter like this who can come up if they need it, but um, gets the spring training invite as well to just kind of be there and, and maybe helps Jordan Adams become a better outfielder. You know, like there there are positives to this where he could help some, some young guys become better at their job. And I know a lot of people are going to remember him for, for hurting Max Stassi. Was it? It was Stassi, right? Stassi. Yeah. Stassi. I, I was, yep. Yeah. Hurting Stassi on the on the uh, play at the plate, but you know, you can't beat him. Join him. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's 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 a it's a win win scenario. Obviously, you know, he gets the invite to spring training. If he plays well, like the Jake Lamb thing in spring training, all of a sudden we're talking about him maybe taking an outfield spot. I hope we you don't get to that point where it's like ah, Jake Marisnik might be might be winning the fourth outfield spot. But regardless, 
depth is depth, nothing wrong with it. Um, another name, speaking of guys that like, you know, you look at and it's like, well, I mean, that's an interesting name to add. Um, Luis Patino um, has bounced around a little bit, former, uh, former Padre, I almost said Dodger, former Padre farmhand, one of the top prospects in baseball, um, went to the Rays, uh, just got DFA'd as well. That's another name that, you know, he fits the mold of like, hey, you go get former former top prospects that you might have a chance that you like, and Patino fits that mold. So, um, for irony, me, he was in the Blake Snell trade. Was he in the Blake Snell trade? Uh, that that was, was that was that was what I was gonna say, but I wasn't hundred percent sure if it was the Snell trade or not. Um, so yeah, in, in the Blake Just Snell trade, funny. yeah. Um, but I mean, on the Marisnik train, I also mentioned a guy bring pick, picking up a guy like you know. Jesse Winker as well, who is hated by a lot of Angels fans. So you could bring in a bunch of guys that are hated and, and you know put them all in Salt Lake on minor league deals and kind of be kind of be a lot of fun. But um, not what we wanted to really truly dive into. That's you know the big the big news for the day. Um, I think we're going to see some. I think we're going to see a little bit of a slowdown, and I could totally be wrong um, as we're heading into the the holidays here with um, Christmas next week and then New Year the week after, and then I think we start seeing it pick back up again. Um, that being said, As we've seen two, one trade and one one free agent signing and one DFA today. So like, you know, not a crazy you know, day, but like, you know, yeah. there are there there is some news that has happened today. Yeah. So, um, I think I think again, like we mentioned last time, we wait for the Yamamoto deal to get out there, and I think it starts pushing pretty hard after after the Yamamoto stuff. I think the dominoes start falling. So we'll we will see where it goes as far as talking halos goes. Um probably going to take next week off unless we get a signing or, or something along the lines of that then we can come on talk to you guys about it but we'll probably take next week off um and we'll be back after the new year um so let's get into what we what i wanted what we wanted to talk about um nate we mentioned before we want to talk about some second base stuff um now i want to elaborate on this a little bit more as i pull up fan graphs projections because we can kind of start breaking down and seeing what the angels need i know you don't like projections but you can kind of start seeing you can kind of start seeing what the angels need so you look at you look position wise you have mike trout playing the outfield he's got a projected at 4.1 war you have zach netto who's projected at 2.6 war anthony rendon who's projected at 2.5 renifo 2.4 ward 2.4 ohapi 1.6 shanwell 1.6 and it goes on and it goes down from there. Um, so you start you start molding there, right? You have Trout and Trout in the outfield. You have Ward in the outfield. So you probably need another outfielder in, in the mix there. You have Neto at short. You have Rendon at third. You have Renifo, who you'd like to see as that fifth infielder. But as we said before, we like to see him get consistent at bats because he's probably a little bit better of a player when he gets consistent at bats rather than you know jumping around. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing him as, as a fifth infielder. You have Ohapi behind the plate. You have Shanwell, Shanwell at first base. So you look at it, you probably need another outfielder. You probably need another infielder. And you probably need a backup catcher in, in the infield. Let's start at catcher. You don't need to hopefully fix two. You don't need to have too many games taken care of. You hope Ohapi's there 120 games at max. So you need to fill in 60 um, 60 ish games there. You have Matt Thice, who's a lefty that can hit against righties. It's kind of not a bad platoon there. You can kind of roll with that. I'd like to see the angels get, um, a little bit deeper at that position. Is that fair to say? Maybe be yeah. Martin Maldonado again, sign some guys to minor league. Austin Nola, Chad yeah. Wallach, some someone, who, someone who can catch 
I don't know. I, I would like someone who you're a little bit comfortable with catching for uh, a month just in case uh, another thing happens, like where Ohapi missed the three months. Yep. But, yeah, there's not too much out there right now. Like, it's kind of getting pretty bland. You have Mitch Garver, who's not going to take a minor league deal. You have Gary Sanchez, who might take a minor league deal. But I think Gary Sanchez might be waiting to see where Blake Snell signs. And I think that could be an uh, an, an opportunity for him to sign there. Like, if somebody's going to give him a minor league deal, he's going to go wherever Blake Snell goes. Because I think they kind of created this really good bond. But then you're looking at, like, a Tucker Barnhart, Kirk Casale, Martin Maldonado, Austin Nola, Jacob Stallings, Chad Wallach, Mike Zanino. And Zanino's coming off the, the surgery from a couple of years ago, just like Walsh. So, I don't know. I, th- I think you got to go get somebody, though. They, they need some AAA depth for a guy who can play just in case. Is Yasmani Grandal a free agent? Oh, he is. Yes, that's an interesting that, name. I, I don't, that would be I, an interesting one if he would take if he would take a minor league deal. I don't know if he takes a minor league deal because of how good he he was was. I know a lot of people are going to look it up and be like, "Dude, he's been so bad." But Yasmani Grandal, for all intents and purposes, was the best catcher in baseball for for mm. a couple of years. You can argue that with me. He was one of the best best catchers at doing his job. He's he's a good catcher. Um, so. Somebody like that that can take uh, you know a young guy like I don't know Logan O'Hoppy under his wing play sixty games. That's not that's not bad. He's lefty bat. Um, you're Switching. not relying on him. I mean, if even if you give him dude, like a one for three million dollar deal and you you know you cut ties with Matt Thice, are you upset about that? The problem is you have Matt Thice who makes no money for five years, right? Like he, the most he's going to make in the five years is what five million dollars. That's generous too. It probably is closer to three billion dollars. Yes, but so you have. Would, is and it, I'm not we, a big Matt Thice guy. I'm not a big Matt agree, Thice guy. Can we agree that like if Matt Thice is is on the roster, like this, he falls under the category. Of, if Matt Thice is on the roster, the Angels probably aren't competing. Not necessarily. Okay. I, I I'm not a Matt Thice guy. I don't think that he's the answer. Um, can he be an okay backup that catches you know once a week, once every other week? Sure. Uh, but I don't think this is like number one priority. You you have to sign a catcher with on a major league deal. No, this I, is this is if you have the perfect off season. You got the middle of the order guy. You got a second baseman who can play every day. You got a, you got two starting pitchers. You got another reliever, and you traded Tyler Anderson, and you traded you know Griffin Canning, and it's like okay, now we're in a position where it's like. We are kind of done for the offseason. But Yasmani Grandal is still sitting out there, and he said he would take one for one. Now it's like, okay, maybe you try and sneak Thice through waivers or you try and trade him. But like that that's where you would get – it would have to get to that point, and I don't see it getting to that point with the Angels this year. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. Um, I, that's that's fine. Um, for me, it's just, you know, you, you, you get what I you understand. You get what you get from Thice. You know, I'd like to see the Angels get better back there um, behind the dish, especially catching-wise. It was it was tough. Like, if Ohapi goes down again, Thice is the guy who's catching every day. It's yeah, – I, I, no, I know the underlying – I know the stats say that he was not a bad catcher, but f- from a baseball perspective, watching him catch is very rough sometimes, especially catching good pitchers yeah. that have a lot of movement on that throw hard. So I don't want to talk about catchers all day. We can move on to – um, you look at first base. You probably need you probably need something to back up Shanwell a little bit. Um, an option sure because that guy right? Who is it? 
Jury's that guy. Jury's, right Jury's probably that guy, but uh, you know, you, you, you don't know what you're getting in, in Shanwell. You hope that he's similar to what he was last year and maybe takes a step forward. You look at second base. We talked about it. This is a position that we want to talk about a little bit more. I think, I think we think sounded weird there. We think that the angel should go get a second baseman to, to compliment Zach Neto up the middle. Cause you're not going to go get a shortstop, but it wouldn't be okay, two, two schools. Of thought you get a second baseman, you rely on Neto at short, or you get somebody that can play second base and shortstop. You know, the two players that I'm going to bring up number one, Angels go trade for a guy like Jake Cronenworth in San Diego. Yes, you're bringing on a good chunk of money, but he was a five-win player, backs-back years, four-plus-win four player. I, I, I exaggerated a little bit there for you. Four-plus-win player for back-to-back years. Um, arguably a, a an MVP candidate in both of those years for San Diego. San Diego's looking to cut some money. You get him on the books. You don't have to worry about a second baseman for however long. Plus, he played a little bit of first base, too, if you need him to. Um, in a in a pinch as well. And down the road, if you need him to DH as he gets a little bit older, that's fine. The second school thought would be again getting somebody that can play all over the diamond. You know, the Angels have been linked to Candel- were linked to Candelario, um, Tim Anderson early this offseason. I think they revisit that as well. Um, just in case, you know, you have a guy like Anthony Rendon that goes down. You have a guy like, you know, Zach Neto that goes down. You know, who's playing that position if Zach Neto goes down? It's Levon Soto, and the Angels become now a non-factor at shortstop um, if if one of those guys is, you know, is down and Levon Soto or somebody of that caliber has to play there every day. The Angels just aren't deep. So you look at Tim Anderson. So I think I think that's an, an interesting scenario, and I want to get your take on that. Yeah, and... <laughs> How do I say this? I'm not a big, and I feel like I'm saying this about a lot of guys. I'm not a big Luis Regifo fan. Um, I, I said that about Matt Dice. I've said that about Regifo. I've said it about Canning. I've said it about um, Anderson. Like the list goes on and on about guys that I'm not a huge fan of. And partly, what do I have to be like? What do you have for me to be like? Oh, hey, you should be a big fan of this guy. The Angels are always in the playoff hunt. Like, no, they're always under 500 and not even close. So my big thing with Luis Rangifo and why I think that it makes sense to move on from him, I don't think that his value can get any higher than it is right now. I think that it is at an all-time high for him. It's not going to get any higher. Uh, I also don't think he plays the best defense. He doesn't play a good third base. He doesn't play a good shortstop. And he plays a below-average second base. Yes, we have Ron Washington coming in, so you're hoping that he gets better. What happens if he doesn't? Like, we always, as Angel fans, everyone always worries about best-case scenario, and nobody cares about worst-case scenario, and all we've seen for the last seven, eight years is worst-case scenario. Like, I don't think anyone would have told you that, hey, maybe the Angels should plan for Anthony Rendon getting hurt, Mike Trout getting hurt, Every single starting pitcher in the rotation getting hurt, at least at some point in the season, except for Reed Detmers, Shohei Otani getting hurt, not being able to pitch for eh, probably about 10 of his starts, not being able to DH, their three-hitter being Brandon Jury um, in July and August. Like, There's just no way that anyone would have said, like, let's look at worst-case scenario. So when you're looking at that, that's why I think that they need to get somebody who can play around the diamond like a Tim Anderson, like a Jake Cronenworth, like a Jorge Polanco, who you didn't bring up, but is another guy that I think would be an interesting guy to go get. 
Also, with Luis Rangifo, he has struggled early. Like every for the last couple of years, he has struggled early. Once the Angels, it feels like this when the Angels are out of it. All of a sudden, Rangifo starts playing really, really well. Almost that Justin Upton effect, where it's like, hey, we're really bad, and then all of a sudden, hey, there's a chance the Angels make the playoffs. Rangifo is nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden, all right, it looks like our chances are about over. All of a sudden, Rangifo starts going off, playing out of his mind. There's no pressure, no worry, and all of a sudden he starts playing well. So that's why I'm not a big Luis Rangifo fan. So to go to your point, yes, Cronenworth, Jorge Polanco, Tim Anderson, all of them make sense to me. I would vote that you go the trade route over Tim Anderson. I still like Tim Anderson. I think Tim Anderson is a good player. The reason why I think the trade route works better, you're probably you're getting Cronenworth for seven years. His contract isn't bad. It's $11 million. Tim Anderson's probably getting around that 7 to $10 million anyway, but at least you're for sure getting him for his however long, his seven years. Jorge Polanco has this year plus another option, so you, you really control Jorge Polanco where it's like, hey, if he plays well, we just kick his option up and we get another year. If he doesn't play well, you move on from him and it's not that big of a deal. With Tim Anderson, he's probably signing a one-year deal. I know I hope that he, he he would sign a two- or three-year deal. But if he doesn't sign a two- or three-year deal, if he has one good year at second base, let's say he hits his 280-300 again, hits his 15-20 bombs, now that $7, 10000000 is going to turn into $15 million, and it's going to be a three- or four-year deal at $45-50 million. So that is the one reason why I think the trade market is the best. I would probably rank it... Cron- I think Cronenworth is probably the easiest to get and then Polanco. So I would probably rank it Cronenworth, Polanco, and then Tim Anderson for me. Yeah, and we'll see where the Angels go with that. Definitely got to add an infielder, though. Let's go to the outfield real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be quick on this one. There's so many different options. I know just saying. No, there's not. There's literally one option here. It's Cody Bellinger. That's the only answer. If the If the answer isn't Cody Bellinger, the answer is wrong because that's what the Angels need. The Angels need a legit middle-of-the-order left-handed power bat who can play the outfield. Joey Gallo. Yes. He also could hit 200 if you add up all his hits from the last 10 years combined and take away his at-bats from just this year as an angel. He might hit 200. All right. Teoscar Hernandez, Randall Grichik. Teoscar Hernandez is not an outfielder. Teoscar Hernandez is J.D. Martinez, but a little bit younger. Jock, Jock Peterson, Jerkson Profar. Jock Peterson is interesting. Uh, I just don't. I He doesn't hit against lefties. He's older. He can't play center field. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just don't think that there's that MVP level with Jock Peterson. With Cody Bellinger, there is legit MVP level um, if he plays the way that, that we've seen him play. He's only 28 years old. Like Everyone's acting like Cody Bellinger's 32 years old, and it's like, Oh, he's on his downhill, and he just had one really good year. Like, no, the dude is a good player. He's been an MVP. He's been in the MVP conversation multiple times. Like, he he's been to the playoffs. He knows what it looks like. So, I I don't understand how the answer isn't Cody Bellinger. I'm just I'm just throwing out other options like that trade market as well. We talked about trading Taylor Ward, so that means that mean you maybe think about uh, having two outfielders at that point, or you platoon Moniak and Adele out there. I, I don't know. It's 
there's there's a lot of I mean that could be the answer too. You platoon Adele and Moniac out there, and then you get one of them to DH. Though Moniac's pretty valuable as a defender, very good defender out there. So I want to get well, on. You I have know, Jury as the DH. I, I I think Jury right now is the penciled in DH. That's fine. That's acceptable, and that's acceptable. A good DH too, by the way. Like I'm not I, I'm not upset with running 115, 120 WRC plus. The one thing about him too is he can play multiple positions. So like yeah. he allows for guys to be able to take a rest, like. If you're facing a tough lefty, Trout could DH, uh, Jury could play first, Shanuel can take the bench, Adele and uh, Moniak could play the outfield. Like there, there are a lot of things that you can do that really will help them construct their lineup this year. Yep. So let's move on to starting pitching real quick before we let everybody go. Um, you look at Fangraph's projections: Reed Detmers two point five f two point five f four, Patrick Sandoval two point two, uh, Griffin Canning two point one. Chase Silseth, 1.4. Tyler Anderson, uh, 1.1. Fangraphs. War. Um, the biggest thing to me isn't the war. I, I, it's so just doing a little math here. I'm sure if you guys saw me on the phone or anything like that, I was doing the math. You add up the projected innings. That's six, 681 innings that you have to account for, by the way. If you're going, if you go nine times, um, nine times 662, that's like, 1600 innings or something or i forgot what the math was 1458 yeah so take that away that's so you have to account for 681 innings um hypothetically from the bullpen that's not realistic i don't think i think you need to get that down just just a little bit you need you need to rely on some guys this this rotation hasn't had anybody that minus tyler anderson he brought it up i know that has thrown over 150 innings really in their career um so that is one scary aspect to me. Another scary aspect of this is you add up all of their innings and you divide it by all the amount of games started that Fangraphs projects them. And their innings per start is 4.1 innings per start. That is very, very worrisome to me. Is it not for you? That is taking a Yeah, huge... I mean, that's that's been my big gripe about the Angels starting pitching already. Yep. Um, I think the number should be about 800 which means every pitcher should be about 160. If everyone can be around 160, that means the bullpen doesn't have to take up half of the innings. They only have to take up, um, I believe that number goes to what, like 600 for the for the bullpen. So if they can average 160, and that's a lot for some of these kids, but that's why I've been saying two more starting pitchers that have that are going to take my early deals, just like Zach please or just like Zach please Zach. Uh, just like Jake Marisnik took for the Angels in the outfield, they need to go get a Zach. Please, Zach, um, someone like that who has had success as a starter in the big leagues and is willing to take a minor league deal. Yeah, no, you you, you got you have to find innings. You, you really do, especially if you think this team's going to compete. You, you're going to need to find innings somewhere, and you need to take innings off the off the bullpen. Um, added up, added up Fangraphs uh, projections. It is 665 innings for the starting staff there and 681 to the bullpen. So not what you want there. It, it turns into what you've had how many times in the past. That's what scares me so much about this. You, you need, I mean, realistically, you look at the Angels starting rotation right now. You're fine with Detmer sitting in there. You're fine with Patrick Sandoval sitting in there. And I'm going to throw in a name that you're not going to like being fine with. But from a starting pitching standpoint, Tyler Anderson – you're okay with it because he's at least starting for you. Griffin Canning hasn't been healthy. It uh, hasn't had a full healthy season and hasn't been a starter for a full healthy season. I believe in his career, if I'm not mistaken, he, he's, he's not been that dude. Chase Silseth, 
He could be very good. We've compared his rep- repertoire to Shohei Otani. He could be very good as long as he finds the strike zone. You don't know what you're getting out of Chase Hillset. So realistically, if you think you're running out of five-man rotation there, you need two two more starters um, to replace those guys. I, I, I'm okay with running out Griffin Canning. That's fine. You need somebody that that's well, close by. Because... Back to your, I think it was about a month ago, you said, the Angels cannot run out Griffin Canning and Tyler Anderson in the rotation. You have to, if you're going to run out one of those guys, you can get away with it. You don't care which one, but you cannot run both those guys out in your rotation. And that's, and that's what I said. and tell everyone that you're a real contender. Yeah, no, and I I I fully I fully agree with that. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with that. I I still you need two starters. You gotta you can't you you can't trust. Chase Silseth to, to give you 32 starts and you cannot trust either Griffin Canning or Tyler Anderson to give you, give you all those starts either. I'm, I'm a little bit, I feel a little bit more comfortable with Tyler Anderson, not because he's going to be a good pitcher, but because you know what he's going to go out there and give you five innings, three plus runs. Like, you know, he's going to keep you around in the ball five game. Innings, four runs. You, he's, you, you know what he's going to give you. You know, he's going to give you some innings. It's not going to be great. It's not what you're going to get from when he, when he was a Dodger, but you know, he's going to go out there and, and be a workhorse and, and, and pitch for you and give you some innings. So I would prefer not to see Tyler Anderson, but if, if that's your number five starter, it's okay. You, you just, you need to get deeper there. You, you're going to have to find innings or else we're going to be, we're going to be talking when the angels, you know, in let's see, in like March, April, May, I was going to say May or even April, when you get into an extra inning game or you get, you know, you have two back-to-back starters that can't get out of the fourth inning and you're using your bullpen and all of a sudden you're DFA and guys like Nate, this has happened every single year. It's it, 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 it really well, has. When's the last really time has. the angels have actually signed a starting pitcher to a minor league deal that has actually pitched in the big leagues and had success. It hasn't Anderson. happened in a while. No, uh, I, I'll give I'll give you Michael Lorenzen and Noah Syndergaard. They 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 are pretty successful with but the. That Angels. was not a minor league deal. No, okay, I I, I didn't hear you say minor league deal. No, so no, no minor league deal. So you got any final Doug thoughts? Doug Fister for- might have been the last guy. He wasn't productive for the Angels. He didn't pitch for the Angels. He got he he got he released and then, and then started against yeah. the Angels with the Red Sox and absolutely dealt. Yeah. So. So all that being said, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Go ahead, subscribe wherever you are doing so. You can follow us on all our social medias. You can follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateCreen34. Guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Have a great rest of your day. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com